Hey, hey. Welcome to Dad's Opinions. This is Kevin Dunn, and I will be your dad for the next 15 minutes or so, giving you my awe-inspiring and unfiltered opinion on a myriad of topics. And today is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the President of the United States. But before we do, I want to thank all of you who have... uh, sent me uh, emails to mydadsopinions at gmail.com. And uh, I really appreciate hearing from you and seeing some of the really interesting things you guys have to say. So thank you. I appreciate it. If you get the chance to subscribe to my podcast, I would really appreciate you doing that. And if you get the opportunity to share my podcast with others, I'd appreciate you doing that too. So with that um, in mind, I would like to uh, talk about the President of the United States. Now, we all have favorite presidents, and we all have ones that we absolutely just don't like. And it's too bad that it's that way, because it shouldn't be that way. Um, We should be able to enjoy and appreciate all the presidents that we have. We may have philosophical or even moral or ethical differences with some of the um, policies and uh, procedures of a particular president, But we should be able to be unified in one very simple thing. He is our president. Now, I hear hear people all the time say about whether it was Obama or whether it's been President Trump, uh, he's not my president. Well, whether you like it or not, yes, he is. And the president is the leader of our country. He is the, the point man. He is the person who is the face of our country while he is in office. And I always think it's interesting when you see presidents get together um, after they're out of office. Um, You've seen it with uh, George Bush. You've seen it with uh, uh, George Bush's dad. Uh, You've seen it with President Clinton, with President Obama, um, even with President Trump. When they are together, they're all happy and smiling and they're getting along and they all have one common unifying thing. They understand how hard it is to be the president of the United States. And whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, they understand it. And so you see them getting along in this unified setting where they can uh, have a commonality. They may uh, philosophically disagree on a lot of different things, but they do get along. And it's I think it's interesting to see them together and, uh, and not having arguments or anything. You never see two presidents having arguments. Yeah, for former presidents, I should say, having arguments. You know, while they're in office, they can disagree and say and all kinds of things. But I just really think it's interesting to see how they uh, understand that the United States of America is, in fact, this great country that they had the opportunity and the obligation to lead. You know, the oath of office, when they take office, um, it looks and sounds, you know, kind of official. We kind of hear it in passing. We don't really think about it. But it actually is kind of, uh, in fact, very uh, specific. You know, they state their name. It says, I, and then they state their name. Do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. I think that's just awesome. You know, and they have the option, if they want to, uh, to say, so help me God, Um, even though it's not in the actual uh, um, text, um, they're not kept from saying that, and they're not encouraged from saying that, but they have the option of saying that. You know, usually they put their hand on the Bible, 
when they uh, take their oath of office. You know, George Washington, when he took his oath of office, he actually kissed the Bible um, and ended it with, so help me God. But the Constitution um, doesn't require any of these gestures to take place. And uh, so I think it's uh, interesting when you, you see these men uh, take this oath of office and uh, take the seriousness of it. And if you really think about what it takes to be the president, you know, we criticize presidents for their decisions and for their actions. And we see uh, the outward things that go on. And yet, it is very difficult to be the president of the United States. There are so many things that happen along the way that we just can't uh, uh, even fathom. You know, you think about sending young men and women to war. You think about enacting uh, attacks on terrorist groups or other countries or um, protecting our country and what it takes and the fortitude that it takes to actually do that. I mean, the guts that it takes to press the button and say, yeah, it's time to go to war. It's time to go and take these people out. It's time to, you know, destroy a particular part of the world um, to preserve freedom, to preserve goodness, to preserve what's right, um, or to defend what somebody else has done. It's not something to be taken lightly. I mean, do you really think that it would be easy for you to say, I'm going to send these 2,000 or 3,000 or 10,000 people to war knowing that a portion of them are not going to come back, and some of them are going to come back maimed and disabled and injured, and it's not something to be taken lightly, and I don't think these presidents really completely totally understand what that means until they actually get into that office and it makes you understand why sometimes these presidents will make mistakes when they say things when they're not reading off of a teleprompter and we make jokes about it we vilify him and we say oh the guy's an idiot or oh the guy says i'm telling you what there is not an idiot in the oval office there is not an idiot that is president or vice president you can't be it. There's too much going on in our Constitution. There's too much going on in our Bill of Rights. There's too much going on in our organization of government. There's too much going on in the organization of just your White House and your staff itself. There's too much going on with foreign leaders, foreign um, entities that are trying to do things against not only our country, but our economy and against our morals and our values and our Constitution. There's trade agreements. There's a myriad of things that we don't even know about. You know, even, you know, we don't want to talk about covert actions and things that are going on behind the scenes, but they do. And managing the laws and efforts of this country is no small task. And that's why it takes thousands and thousands of people to do it. But this guy that's at the head, he doesn't have to be the smartest person in the world. He's got to be the, the smartest and toughest person in the world. You know, I remember uh, not feeling really all that excited about Jimmy Carter being the president. And I remember thinking, Cal, the guy just seems so uh, not up to the job. And yet, when you really dig into what the job is, Jimmy Carter's amazing. You know, and he's probably my least favorite president that, is, that has been around since I've been alive. And yet, he still did the job. And, uh, you know, we've seen... Uh, other things where um, we've had presidents violate uh, different uh, things, Bill Clinton being impeached, you know, but, you know, there was a lot of good things that Bill Clinton did. And there's a lot of things that I didn't really appreciate that he did, but 
That's with every president and every person. They don't like every president, don't like everything about every president. Usually it's about a 50-50 split. But there are some protections that are put in place that keep a president um, in check a little bit. You know, there's a, uh, a, a statement that was put out by a justice back in 1842, and his name was Joseph Story. And it was in regards to the affirmation of the uh, oath of office and the thought even of violating that office or that oath of office. And he wrote, a president who shall dare to violate the obligations of, of his solemn oath or affirmation of office may escape human censure, nay, may even receive applause from the giddy multitude, but he will be compelled to learn that there is a watchful providence that cannot be deceived, and a righteous being, the searcher of all hearts, who will render unto all men according to their uh, deserts. Considerations of this sort will necessarily make a conscientious man more scrupulous in the discharge of his duty, and will even make a man of looser principles pause when he is about to enter upon deliberate violation of his official oath. You know, there, the, the checks and balances that we have in government are what he's talking about there. That there are overwatches. There are people that look out for our government, look out for our country. Not just our president looking out for us, but people looking out for him and his people that are around him. Making sure that they're doing good things. You know, and when that that uh, overwatch is, is violated, you know, we saw that with... Um, the attempted uh, impeachment of President Trump, um, where there was what I see as making a big deal out of nothing when nothing was even nothing, um, I think that is bad. And there needs to be overwatch for that. And we're seeing the, the investigations going on for that. But our government in, its, in and of itself has checks and balances that are in place to help our president do a good job help keep him on track with what's constitutional and not constitutional and keep him on track for um, supporting us, remembering that he actually does work for us. We are the people. We, the people of the United States of America, are the ones that elect him and put him into office. And I think we have some presidents that take that more serious than others. Um, once they're in there, you kind of realize, crap, I'm the most powerful person in the world, leading the biggest government, leading the biggest army. And, you know, it might go to somebody's head, and that would be understandable in some situations. But we've had good presidents. We've had presidents that have done very, very good things. And we've had presidents that make me proud to say that I'm an American even though I don't agree with some of the things that they do. I still think that the United States of America, because of the government we have, because of the way we put our presidents into office, is still the greatest country in the world. If you disagree with me on that, well, move to a different country. You know, you hear people at elections, if this person gets elected, I'm leaving. Well, where are you going to go that's better? Where do you get the rights that we have? Where do you get the laws that we have? Where do you get the safety that we have? The ability to travel freely. I've been to Europe. My wife's been to Europe. She's been to Russia. She's been all over the world for the most part, except for South America. And I mean, she's been to Moscow and she's seen how different countries operate. And I'm telling you, there is nothing like the freedom that we have. There's nothing like the constitution that we have. And even though other countries may have things that are really neat and really cool, there is nothing 
that compares to the United States of America. There is nothing that compares to our president. There is nothing that compares to our Congress. There is nothing that compares to our local laws. And there is nothing that compares to the ability that we have to be Americans, to be what we define as a freedom-loving people, able to defend ourselves, able to seek out and do anything that we want to do. We have the ability to not be limited in what we do in any way, shape, or form, except by our own desire and uh, willingness to work. So with that, I want to thank every president who's ever existed, every president that we've had, and from George Washington through Donald Trump, I appreciate the work that they've put in, the, the determination that they've put in, and for all of their good things and all of their mistakes, I still think that it is an incredibly difficult job that has been being performed over a couple hundred years now uh, by very, very intelligent, hardworking people. So thank you, my, my president and presidents of the past. I appreciate you and your family sacrificing so much for me and for my country. So with that, this is your dad's opinion. Support your president. Support him. And you don't have to agree with him all the time, but support him because he is, in fact, supporting you. So this is Kevin Dunn for Dad's Opinions. Have a great day. Share these thoughts and feelings with others, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.